0: Welcome to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise, designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Well, hello, my friends.
1: Uh, I think I say this about every show, but I mean it about every show as well. Buckle up, because you're going to hear some stuff from a perspective that perhaps you have not heard before, and it is a very, very, very timely topic, and the topic is abortion. And people are talking about abortion all over the place these days, but I don't think from this perspective. I've got my co-hosts with me in the studio, Anita and Larry Burton. They're Christian ministered tied to biblical healing, and there's a ministry into which they're uh, vested and involved called speaking life ministry speaking and let me tell you just a moment about them because you're going to want to grab a pen and pay close attention because we're going to deal with the topic of abortion but not generally about abortion uh and how it is of the killing of the babies but we're and that is atrocious atrocious but we're going to talk about the people that are uh, left behind in the backwash those who have been involved with abortion both the female and the male People haven't talked about the guys who have been involved in abor- abortion that much, but we're going to talk about it from a very firsthand perspective, and we are going to minister to those who have been involved in abortion. And my listening friend, if you have somebody that uh, you, you know has been involved in, a, in abortion, or perhaps you have as well, you're going to hear sides of God's grace and mercy that you've never even experienced before, and that grace and mercy is going to be pointed right at you. So we're going to invest these two hours on Come Together San Diego on that topic of healing the traumas of abortion. And Anita, say hello. Anita Burton. Hi, everybody. (laughs) And Larry Burton. Hi, everybody. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to – I'm going to give them uh, an opportunity to talk a bit about other things. I'll tell you what. We've got a few minutes left. Just give the very brief – as we have done before, I like a thirty-second overview, Anita, and I'll have you do the same thing, Larry, and then uh, I want to talk about some articles that have been and are being written about this topic of abortion and what the reversal, possibly, of Roe versus Wade. What mm-hmm. we're going to talk That'd about those awesome. things as we talk about abortion and those who have been involved therein. Anita, what do we have in store today?
2: So, uh, what I want to talk about today is my personal journey with forgiveness of sin, forgiveness of shame, forgiveness of guilt and condemnation and being set free to know my identity and how much I'm loved.
1: Yes, and that really dovetails into what Larry wants to share, Larry.
3: Yeah, and I just want to share a little bit about the uh, about my experience and and also uh just that uh, the men need to, to be able to come out and be able to talk about what they've experienced with uh, with their their abortion experience. And uh, that there's healing in that for for men as well, oh
1: absolutely, you know a lot of people w- w- you know when you think about abortion, you think about the poor, poor, poor baby, but you also mm-hmm. think about the poor woman who has to deal with these things, but very few actually realize that there's a guy in the mix as well, and the guy needs to have a level of healing as well from none other but the Lord himself, so uh, before we finish this con- this segment, I wanted to read an article. This, I, I I pulled this uh, actually <laughs> December tenth tenth of this year uh, from U.S. News and World Report, and if you know about U.S. News and World Report, they're not what we would call a conservative uh, a conservative medium. But here and and they framed it accordingly. But the topic proves that they're concerned about the whole idea about Roe v. Wade possibly being overturned through the Supreme Court, and they say, "My liberal friends, beware! Beware!" You know, because if uh, R v Wade is overturned, here's what you have to not look forward to. They they say you know that the the, it's going to go back go back to the states, and the states have the determination of whether to uh, allow for abortions or not. And all the red states are likely going to stand against abortion in one way or another. And uh, fortunately, we coastal. You know, on the coastline, we blue states, so we can do things to uh, circumvent that to the best of our ability. So that was the target by which they wrote this article. But they're talking about Roe v. Wade being very possibly overturned. And um, we, not only in the red states, but those of us who uh, embrace the red blood of Jesus, (laughs) we know that uh, God wants to have his way and save the lives of, of baby. Behold the children, behold the babies. So that's what they're saying, and uh, I, uh, Anita, I'm going to give you a little overview here. We have a couple minutes left in this segment to kind of give an overview of what you're seeing historically going on here. I mean, you've been aware of Roe v. Wade, and you know the implications there in the federal government wanted to take control of it so they could say everybody has to do this. Abortions are not only legal, but uh, recommended. What's your thought about that?
2: My thought is that we've been silent too too long. Yes, and it's time to stand up. Whether what the ramifications are to me, because I'm sure somebody out there is not going to like what I'm going to have to say, but that's okay. Uh, I'm okay with that. Uh, it's time to stand up and not be silent anymore.
1: Uh, I know, I know, and and the guys too, Larry. They're they're in the mix as well, and we've you know, uh, spent precious little time about the the guys and, you know, they're the, I don't know, sometimes it's only a one-person decision or it may be the parents of one person making this decision, but guys are certainly in the mix as well. Yes. And there's a lot of injured guys who have done the damage as well. Thoughts?
3: Yeah, I think it's uh, something that men are, are kind of overlooked, that, that, that their involvement, um, that it's assumed that it's always, I mean, it is a woman's issue, sure. but men are involved in it. And, 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 and Roe Wade is, is yeah. a big deal. Yeah, and, and and men have have pains from that too, and they they have uh, issues that come out of that too, uh, yes. trauma from yes, that as yes. well. So, well,
1: my my listening friend, we're going to talk more not only about you know my friends who have made their stands against abortion in many states and also in many countries, uh, but in particular in the United States where Roe v. Wade has been enacted in such an unrighteous way. In fact, both Roe and Wade have. Uh, changed their hearts and mind about this kind of thing, and now it's uh, 99.9% political. You need to do this because, and they give you, you know, the false accolades. You know, you're, every woman has a right to choose. I'm, but, but they, what they do is they take uh, valid issues and they, and I'm not swearing when I say this. This, they take. Valid issues and they bastardize them. They change them. They change definitions. So when you thought you were standing for righteousness, they change the definition so that you really sound like you're on their side. This is a heinous thing that's been going on in the world, and and I'm not swearing again, but by God, it's going to change. And I have a suspicion that there's a lot of hope out there that the Supreme Court will see this rightfully. In fact, they're making noises accordingly. And uh, but we're going to talk about behind the scenes. Uh, I, I think a little bit here, Anita, aren't we? Uh, yes. Be, you know, that's the big picture, Roe v. Wade, uh, going in on to, into the states instead of the federal government. But there's still a lot of injury, isn't there?
2: There is an extreme amount of injury. I was injured by something I didn't realize what I was doing. Yes. I didn't have enough information, first of all. And I I was doing it out of selfishness. Yes. It was just that.
1: Yes. In, fa- in fact... I think the guys and yes. the gals yeah. obviously did it out of uh, selfishness, but also miscommunication.
3: Absolutely. Yes. Did you say? Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so we're going to spend—I'm <laughs> telling you, my friends, uh, grab your friends who have been involved one way or another. I mean, abortion just doesn't touch a couple people. It touches families, it touches a nation, and it touches God's heart. So we're going to talk about that as we deal with these things. And you're going to hear some stories from Anita and Larry that are going to make you take a deep breath, but they're also going to give you hope because of the mercy and grace of God without denying the thing that happened. The thing that has happened is atrocious, but also that leaves people in the wake that are injured as well. And God cares about all of them and all of us. So I am... Thrilled to have Larry and Anita Burton, uh, the Christian minister ministers tied to biblical healing, with me. And sharpen your pencils, my friend, because you're going to hear things you have never heard before. But it's also going to be laced with grace when we come Amen. right back.
0: This is Come Together, San Diego, the live local show on K Praise. More Come Together, San Diego is just moments away. Now more. Of Come Together, San Diego, the new live local show on k Praise. Here's Cass Taylor.
1: Well, thank you, and welcome back, my friends. This is a going to be a very uh, vulnerable broadcast because it's a topic that is a vulnerable topic. But we're going to show God's healing in the midst of this. We're going to be talking about the uh, healing of traumas, particularly involving abortion. And so I've got with me two co-hosts, Larry and Anita Burton, they're Christian ministers, and they're really tied to biblical healing. And that's really one of the big heart cries of both of them because they have particular experience tied to the topic of abortion. I'm going to be handing the baton over this first uh, following segment here to Anita because she has a story to tell, and I, I just glanced over on their, their side of the broadcast booth, and there are clean, Kleenexes and uh, facial <laughs> tissues laying out, ready to grab. <laughs> so that may be a, a, a directive for you, my friend, is to have a few of those handy because you're yes. going to hear the heartfelt side of abortion from the female side and also from the male side. Anita Burton, what have you to say?
2: Yeah. So I'd like to tell you guys a a testimony. Of, of something that happened in my life. Uh, uh, several years ago, I was asking the Lord to clean up every area of it, whether I know it or not. And when you ask the Lord something like that, He's He's going to do it for you. And He may bring up things that you don't want to face. And He brought up something to me that I did not want to face, so to look at in myself. And I had totally buried it so deep I had forgotten about it. I was sitting at the edge of my bed and... The Lord showed me a vision of three kidney beans. Three times he showed me this vision. I asked him, why are you showing me kidney beans? Lord, I have no idea what this means, but I will trust you and you will tell me what you want me to do with this. About 10 seconds later, he says, I want you to call your dad and apologize for being a dishonoring daughter. And that was me, Uh, boys, beards, and the teenage years. And my father and I were crying as I was apologizing. And then my father said something to me that really threw me for a loop. He's been a recovering alcoholic for 30 years. And one of his triggers, he told me, was giving me money to get an abortion at 19.
1: Say that again. One of his triggers was giving you money to get an abortion when you were 19 years old.
2: Yeah. My. And I was flabbergasted. I was speechless. And the kidney beans flashed in front of me again. I realized what the Lord was doing because the three kidney beans were the three children that I aborted. Oh, my. Not something I'm proud of. No. But something I do want to share with people so they don't go through pain as well. And if you are going through pain, there is hope. And his name is Jesus. And his name is Jesus. So um, I eventually get off the phone with my father, I am literally in a ball, crying, screaming, what have I done, what have I done? Because the reality of everything I had buried had just hit me. Oh my! And the consequences of, oh my goodness. Um, and then I said to the Lord, do I need to apologize to these babies? Mm. And when the, what the Lord said to me was incredible. It was so deep. It, it was confusing to me at first. And what he said was, for what? And I was like, Lord, please don't make me say this out loud. I can't even talk as oh, wow. it is. I was stuttering and screaming and crying. And and then when um, the Lord said, okay, the Lord said, you don't need to apologize to them. And he took me into a vision and he showed me a playground with an endless playground. He goes, what you, what you did was wrong, but you gave me a gift. And I was confused. Uh What do you mean? I gave you a gift. You participated in bringing forth a life that is now with me for eternity. The way you did it was wrong, but they're with me forever. And I was speechless. I mean, what do you say to something like that? Yes. What do you say to the Lord when you just realize that he remembers your sin no more?
1: Mm-hmm. Now, you weren't a Christian at the time, at that time, but I you, was. you were in progress.
2: I'm in sanctification progress, yes. yes.
1: yes. So as, from 19 years old, you weren't proclaiming Christian at the time? or
2: I was, <clears> but <throat> I wasn't walking in Absolutely. it. I didn't have a relationship with him. Absolutely. You know, I I heard him, but I didn't... No, I wasn't. Yes. <laughs> I was still yes, yes in the party years. I think we can
1: all we can all identify with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, well. and I had go ahead, go Larry.
1: Ahead. Did you have anything you want to say?
3: No, I'm good. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> this is you know,
1: right he's now. he's learning to be a very good husband. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Not his head. Yeah. On the radio, you can't hear that, so I'm telling you, he's nodding his head. Go ahead, Anita.
2: So I, I was pretty flabbergasted when I realized, and it took, I cried for days, and I still cry. I'm crying right now and what do you what do you, what do you say what do you say to the lord yes. so this testimony as i'm crying the lord says something to me right after all that he says i want you to put this testimony on facebook oh my and i'm like you want me to do what <laughs> <laughs> you want me to put it on facebook all my friends are going to see it and he just goes are you willing to have anybody set free for the sake of love? And I went, yes.
1: Say that question again.
2: Are you willing to have anybody set free for the sake of love?
1: That's what the Lord told you. I think that's what the Lord is telling other people as well. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: And I said, yes, Lord, I I will die to self. And if I'm humiliated or or made fun of or scorned or whatever, I'll take that risk. And that's fine with me. If one person gets set free, then I'll do it. Mm. And I did. I, You know how you use your thumbs when you're typing on Facebook? I had to spell check it at least 50 (laughs) times because I was shaking that hard. But the Lord, oh, my God, he's so gracious. Three days later, after I hit the post button, um, I was getting messages from all over the world. And I called my dad. And my father is one of the big mucky mucks in AA. And I, I was telling him what happened. And he said... That's funny because I've been having the same thing happen. He's been doing his speeches and stuff at the AA meetings, and he b- mentioned that to get set free from. And he's had men and women come up in the AA meetings and say, I need prayer for this oh because I gave a woman money. Yes, And that's when I realized. God wants men set free just as much as He wants you hear women that set free And
1: yeah. <clears throat> it's so true.
3: yeah, and this this is actually the what the opened the door for us to actually start talking about the, the abortion that we participated in together. Okay. just an idea yeah. of what
1: you're going to be he- hearing in a future yeah. segment. Go ahead, Anita.
2: Well, um, my I was surprised, it, it shocked me, and I told the Lord, I will do anything. I was at a um, conference a, a couple years later. And a gentleman named Sean Bowles was um, speaking at this conference. Yes. He's a prophet. Now,
1: yeah, he, and, and many people will know that name. Many Christians will know that name. But one, one thing one cannot deny, he's a man who gets pu- up publicly and he communicates things that he could not possibly know, and it zeroes in on particular people. And, uh, you know, no matter what you think about prophecy and prophets and things like that, you know, a, a person's gift uh confirms whether they're true or not and he you can't deny the things that he comes up with and so you're in a meeting and sean Bowles is there and what happens
2: is there an anita burton here Are you ca- <laughs> and, and i, by I name? stand up yeah
1: oh my uh,
2: well i think he said anita douglas but it, it 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 was me he said my husband's birth date he said my husband's name and he said in front of all my friends that are at this conference there's five six hundred people in this conference he goes there was a baby that went to heaven by your choice. And I froze. Oh my. I froze. I didn't know what to do because now I'm in a room with a bunch of people that I know, you know. And unfortunately, some of us Christians aren't the nicest people to each other. Oh. And I thought, they're going to judge me. They're going to scorn me. They're going to excommunicate me. They want nothing to do with me. And I, um, he asked me, do you want me to, to continue? And I started shaking and the Lord brought back to me again, are you willing to set anybody free and die to self no matter the consequences? And I went, yes, Lord, go ahead. And I looked up at Sean Bowles and I said, please continue. And he continued and said some, some more things. and
1: And some of them dealt with you and some of them dealt with Larry. Is that right? And we'll, yes. we'll hear, hear about that in yeah. a future segment. Yeah. Buckle up. Anyway, continue. We've got about a, uh, a one minute left, so we'll yes. tie it together.
2: Yes. So he, um, the Lord taught me to understand ancient Hebrew. And one of the words that he was telling me for about a week before that was the word tikva, Tikvah. And which means hope. Oh. Sean Bowles said you have a child in heaven whose name is Hope. Oh. And I lost it. <laughs> I crumbled and cried, and I realized that there are children that need to be named in heaven.
1: Oh, my. And so, and so every child in heaven uh, has a name, and God wants those who've been involved in abortions to know that name uh, so that I they know. can pray for... Th- I, I don't understand exactly why, but obviously it's reassuring to those of us, you it, know.
2: It, it makes it a reality that when somebody doesn't have a name, they're not a person to you. Oh and my. that's what the Lord told me. Give them a name, that they are real people.
1: Oh, my. You know, that's God's style. You know, <laughs> we're, 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 we're looking for judgment. And, you know, a lot of times the people that are making a stand against abortion are looking for judgment of the people who uh, advocate this or were involved in that. And God's not a God that judgment is his first priority. In fact, he's a God that's not willing that any, any, any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So this is an opportunity as he sees it, because they're with him, the children are with him. But it's an opportunity for everybody involved or aware of this to come into a level of repentance and change their lives. We're going to be talking about this, but also uh, people in leadership that may give, you know, ill advice sometimes. We're going to be talking about that. You know, this is a scenario, my friend, if you have touched upon the topic of abortion one way or another, that you will have uh, been aware of and maybe involved with yourself. So this is going to be bringing healing to you. We're going to talk about these things and more when Anita and Larry Burton... And I come right back.
0: <laughs> More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor on Praise. Well, my friends,
1: I would use the word heart-rending, the words heart-rending for this broadcast because we're giving you a side of the story that perhaps you have not heard or you have not considered or you may have been right in the thick of and didn't know what to do about it. Mm. So uh, we're talking about healing the traumas tied to abortion, and we're talking about not only the female side but the male side, but also the surrounding people. You know, I mentioned in the uh, close of the last segment uh, people that may have given negative testimony. In other words, we know that abortion is a negative thing, therefore everybody who is in involved in abortion is a villain. Not true. Not true. And so, my listening friend, if you have been among those people that have castigated, basically demeaned the people who have made those decisions, how many bad decisions have you made in your life, my friends? And of course, it may not have uh, risen to this level, but God is a forgiving God, and that's his style. He doesn't bring people together by the fear of judgment although many people think he does he brings people together by the grace and mercy that draws men unto and women unto repentance so while we acknowledge that there are people out there that are not only shooting abortion down which they should they should be against that but the people that have been involved in it get uh, caught in the backwash as well yeah. But your dad was involved in AA Alcoholics Anonymous. Is that yes, right? Yes. And so uh, it actually helped him uh, cleanse his heart, but it also it touched a lot of other people. You have stories to tell about that and other people uh, whom this yeah. issue of abortion impacts. Yeah. Anita? Um,
2: I've come to the realization when Jesus forgave the people murdering him, And he said to the Heavenly Father, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. That was me. Mm -hmm. I knew not what I was doing. My dad knew not what he was doing. My husband knew not what he was doing. And when you do stuff like that, you know it's wrong somewhere, and you bury it. You bury it through drinking or drugs or addictions or something else.
1: Yeah, or, or even greater promiscuity.
2: Yeah. And I, I buried it. It was a trauma that I was burying it, it. It was a wound and a scar on my soul that I was burying. And I went through a lot of years yes. <laughs> not even even thinking of that I had done something wrong. It was without the proper information of what I was doing. I just did it and didn't think much of it. But my soul and my spirit knew. Uh And because of that, I got into drugs. I got into promiscuity. um, And I needed to be set free from trauma, from trauma of my soul, my soul wounds.
1: Yes, And, you know, we hear words about Jesus and... and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are forgiving, and they have mercy, and they're merciful. And we we understand that in the words, but then we don't really understand the depth of that. And, you know, how can I ever be forgiven for something like this? Yep. But it's true that God can forgive you, but part of it is opening yourself up, isn't it, Anita?
2: Yeah. I had to admit to myself, I mean, God wants us to redeem with anybody that is... uh, we have a problem with, we have unforgiveness, especially ourselves, because it keeps us from our identity. It keeps us from a true walk with the Lord. And I wasn't walking in my true identity and he wanted to heal the wounds of my soul.
1: So that was holding you back.
2: It was holding me back from from a lot of stuff, oh my. from my destiny. And and the Lord wanted he wants you and your destiny, and he wants you set free. So learning to forgive yourself, the hardest person to forgive, um, and having redemption with yourself, to be redeemed back to yourself and know that you are fully restored back to the table of the Lord is, is a huge thing. And that was the beginning of me forgiving myself.
1: One of the things you shared in an earlier segment, that God gave you the name of the child yeah, yeah. as being hope. Yes. I mean, when you know that, it, it changes the whole dynamics. Yes. Just hearing about a nebulous person out there is yes. uh, the name of my baby.
2: Yeah. It, it was, it, I mean, the Lord speaks to me in Hebrew sometimes. And yes. I kept hearing "Tikva, Tikva" for like a month. And this was before I, we had gone to the Sean Bowles conference. And that happens to be the national song of Israel Hatikva, oh. um, and it means the hope. And when Sean Bowles said your child's name is Hope, I realized God was talking. You connected to me. those dots. I connected it right away. <laughs> oh, yeah, so um, that was another process of the healing. Even doing this radio show is a process of mm-hmm. my healing. <clears throat> and uh, I'm I'm declaring over you. It's a blessing and a healing for you out there as well because um, I'm sure a lot of women and men have shared the same experience.
1: And I think exactly right what you said. You try to uh, submerge it, bury it, because it's past. But, you know, if you believe in the Lord, he wants to purge us yes. of uh, of the past things so that we can be pure and holy.
2: Yes, because your past, it, it it's the devil will use it against oh, you. Oh, absolutely. And he'll prophesy it over you constantly. This is what you are. This is what you are.
1: Did you have a thought? You're nodding. He's nodding. Previously. No, it's
3: absolutely right. I mean, it, it, when you bury it like that, you just it, it always. It's always there. You're yes. just trying to hide from it, and uh, it always comes up and haunts you and, and manifests in different ways, especially like addictions. Exactly. And, and the enemy, and, he knows how to use that and oh, leverage yeah. that to your demise. Yeah, yeah. You, you you live in a in a feeling of I, when this happened when I was involved in it, it was before. Christ and it was when I got Christ in my life I realized like oh my god what have I done and and even with that realization I was like hiding it because now I felt like I've done something really really I have done something terrible but that realization it made me suppress it more because I wasn't able to bring it out it's a topic that people don't want to talk about
1: yes yes okay we've got about three minutes here how do you want to these I don't call these people that come on the air with me guests very often I (laughs) I call them co-hosts so I say well how do you think we want to finish these three minutes Anita Burton
2: well I would like to help and talk about how much it helped me to confess it out loud. I didn't have anybody there in the room to confess it to except the Lord. But I immediately went to um, friends and talked to them about it. I immediately went to Facebook and put it right there out on the world. I'm not telling anybody else to do that unless you know the Lord tells you to do that. It was a healing process for me because I learned... I'm not alone. There are sixty million babies a year or to this up to this point, up to this I believe, point, to this About point. yeah a year, yeah, so there's a lot of people that have buried this trauma, so we're not alone in it and and it helps to talk it out with people. Find somebody you can trust and talk with them that you don't feel is going to judge you um, yes highly recommend it <laughs> oh my
1: my friend the the emotion is uh running rampant in the studio but the, also the grace and mercy of god is very clearly uh experienced here would you would you like to just we've got about a minute and a half in this segment would you like to pray over the people that are listening right now to prepare them for the rest of the show but also you know what god does you know if he takes something that's really brick hard he softens it first and then it's pliable, and then he can actually penetrate it with the water of his word. And and so one of the things that's happening right now you to you, my f- listening friend, is he is penetrating his the water of his word, the washing of his word in you to make us pliable so that as God ministers through Holy Spirit through the remainder of this program, he's going to be able to create in you what he needs created in you. So would you spend about a minute praying yeah. over our listening friends? because everybody's on on the cusp of making a major discovery and a major healing so that God Amen. can intervene mightily Amen. in their lives and our lives. Amen. Anita.
2: Um, I, I'm sensing right now that there are people out there that, that really need to release this. And I, I'm challenging you to do so, to trust the Lord that he'll have your back. Um, and that there is only one opinion that will, last for eternity and it's not me and it's not your parents Mm -hmm. it's not you it's the lord's and what he thinks of you so i just bless you now with courage courage to fight to be to grab a hold of the freedom that jesus paid for courage to know that you are forgiven that you don't have to see yourself as unworthy Not being blessed by everything that the Lord has for you, but having everything that the Lord has for you. I bless you with that courage in the name of Jesus.
1: Well, my friend, and the other thing that she didn't say that is obvious, she is praying, and I'm saying this with a double entendre, she is praying hope over you. My listening friend, stay tuned because the Burtons and Cavs will be right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise with Cass Taylor. Well, hello, my friends. I just looked over. Remember
1: I told you in the earlier segment I looked over and there was a a uh, whole bunch of Kleenex there. The Kleenex has now got and it's now become a whole roll of paper towels. <laughs> They're working on the paper towels now for the topic, which is a remarkable topic, because it's healing the traumas tied to abortion. And many people have been involved in that topic you know, one way or another. And, Anita, it was great for you to kind of share uh, what happens in, in, in those kinds of environments. And as you were sharing that, you had a sense... Well, and let me tell you this, my friend. Holy Spirit is alive and real. Mm-hmm. And Holy Spirit yes. wants, wants to intervene in your life. And sometimes it is a clear word. Sometimes it is a sensation. I'm feeling actually that sensation right now of Holy Spirit stirring and, uh, and soothing us. But what was happening when you were talking about that? What, what did you, you sense Holy Spirit was saying in the end of the last segment? And even now, <laughs> Anita? Oh,
2: my God. This is incredible. Um, when I was praying for you all yes. just a little bit ago, I heard the Lord, the Lord say, "Tikva is in the room." Tikva means hope, and that is the name that the Lord told me my baby's name was—hope. So I have a cloud of witnesses in this room right now that is praying, yes, and celebrating this broadcast.
1: Yes. And a cloud of witnesses, they can be multi places (laughs) and multi times. My listening friend, we're entrusting the Lord to have that cloud of witnesses stirring around you right now. And as you are going through the, (laughs) I'm feeling it mightily (laughs) as the rest of us in the studio, but as Holy spirit stirs you, we pray that the healing Balm. The Bible talks about the healing balm of Gilead. We pray that that healing balm is upon you right now because we're about ready to expose things that need to be exposed so that healing can come to pass. Yeah. And the enemy would say, oh, no, don't you dare do that. But God has situations and even people to make these things known. And one of those situations or people is a guy named Sean Bowles. And uh, you were involved in a ministry where he was Ministering to a large handful of people, and he was calling out people in situations. Why don't you continue that okay. story? And that was where he told you about the baby's name, Hope. Why don't you continue yes, that story?
2: Yes. So this was several years ago, and a bunch of people were there, and a lot of people were getting called out. And I had said something under my breath of, "I I want him to call me out," and because I've never been called out by a prophet before, and he was there and. And he he says, is there an Anita Douglas here? And and two Anitas stood up, myself being one of them. And then he said, well, who has a Larry involved in their life? And Larry is my husband. And um, I said, that's me. And is his birthday, such and such a date. And and I said, yes, that's my husband's birthday. <laughs> is <that amazing> or <laughs> so what? I'm 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 prepared for. You know,
1: major blessing.
2: Get, yeah, let's get a word, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> let's get a word. And um, I'm standing up in front of five, six hundred people that I know here in San Diego County, or we all w- in the same stream. And Shambles um, takes a deep breath, and I'm anticipating what he's going to say, and then he says, "There was a baby that went to heaven by your choice," and I sank, I sunk, and. It was like one of those Alfred Hitchcock tunnel vision (laughs) situations. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in front of all these people and they're going to excommunicate me. And he must have saw the look on my face because I was in a panic now. And I just stood there frozen, shaking. But I heard the Lord say, are you still willing to set anybody free, and and humble yourself. Yes. And I said, yes, Lord, if anybody gets set free from this, um, I'll deal with with you, any ramifications from it. And I looked up at Sean Bowles and I said, please continue. And the man was so gentle, but he talked about um, my situation. And I, I was shocked because... There's nowhere that I put this out. I, no. I hadn't even talked about it with anybody but Larry and a couple people, and they didn't know Sean Balls. Right. And, see, <laughs> and speaking
1: of Larry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: You, you,
1: briefly, you weren't there at that time. No, I wasn't but there. you heard about it, I guess. Oh, <laughs> well, but she got
3: home. Yes. We're, we're going to spend the whole next segment <laughs> yeah. talking specifically about it. But
1: when, when you heard about this, what did you think?
3: I, I, well, I was amazed that he called her out to begin with. And then I was, this, this, the whole topic came flooding back yeah. and when she, when she came home and, and confessed that this is what had to happen. Oh my. It was just like, we need to talk about this. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. So. so continue your story. Anita. So
2: like I had said, I've been, I'd been hearing the word Tikvah in Hebrew for like a month before that, because the Lord does speak to me in Hebrew sometimes, sometimes in English, sometimes in Hebrew. And, and, um, Sean Bowles said that your child's name is Hope. I made that connection. I really started crying. (laughs) And uh, he blessed me. And then he said, you and your husband are going to have a ministry in helping people get set free from um, the trauma of abortion. So that's exactly what's happened.
1: And this is how long ago was this?
2: This was about six, seven years ago when yes. this happened? Yes.
1: yes. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. You know, a lot of times we pray, Lord, we want a ministry. We want a ministry. Oh. But oftentimes, <laughs> it, he takes something that has been your weakness, he, and he heals you in the midst of it. He goes, well, there you go. There's your ministry. And, and we go, you mean I have to declare these things as part of my ministry? Spot on. Uh, come on, because... Yeah. If anybody can really identify with the issue, you can, and you can bring so many other people along with you. Yeah. Isn't that you, right? You I mean? know
2: what? It, it's great to want a ministry and to have a ministry, but is it the ministry God wants you to have? Yeah. And I I learned that, that it, the ministry God wants us to have is this ministry, uh, along with a few other things. You, you have
1: so many different things.
2: <laughs> on. But um, yeah, it it. It was pretty amazing so i drove home very excited and i told my husband immediately i think he was watching a football game and i said turn the tv off you have to hear this
1: uh, well if you, you got to turn the tv <laughs> yeah. you off you know that he was he was aware that something of importance was happening well, how about from your perspective well Laura? yeah
3: when she said that uh God told me we're going to have a ministry in abortion. I'm like, no, we're not. <laughs> that was my first reaction, and uh, but you know, here we are. So yes, yes, yes. So God has His way.
1: Yeah. Larry Burton is one of the most gentle, <laughs> humble guys you'll meet. Unless uh, that's the side of him that I see. Anita can straighten me out after we go to <laughs> a commercial break or something like that. But Larry, I got to say, you a lot of husbands would go. Do you realize I'm watching a football game (laughs) talk to me in about, oh, three or four months? (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) At (laughs) halftime. So we have a couple minutes here, Anita. How do you want to close this?
2: Well, I'm just going to say that this is an ongoing testimony. Every year the Lord adds something new to it or I discover something else hidden in the mystery of this testimony. Just like when you read the testimonies in the Bible, and you, you've read it a hundred times yes. and the hundred one. And then times, something jumps something out. Something jumps out yeah. at you, and it's like, "Oh my God, I didn't see that before. That's brand new. This is so exciting." I keep looking at my own testimony, and that keeps happening to me. Oh my! Go back over your own testimonies. Write them down. Yeah. Write them down, and and look what the Lord's teaching you each time, and add that to the testimony. I've been adding to this testimony for about seven years. And um, I look back at it now and go, that that's astonishing. That's my life right there. And I never would have come close to thinking anything like that.
1: Oh, my. Uh, my, my listening friend, you know, Sean Bowles has a special ministry, but a lot of times Holy spirit the Holy Spirit it does the ministry directly to your heart, mind, soul, and spirit and stirs you in a way that makes you all tingly inside and you you know it's not you making this happen it's it's a it's a god thing for sure and you may have had that tingly feeling inside while you've been listening to the show maybe driving home or while you're listening uh uh, on the radio right now and the truth of the matter is holy spirit saying i've got some stuff for you beyond your imagination but you have to give it all to me so that i can transform you into the person whom i've called you to be and all of a sudden. You're doing things that are so dynamic and push you in front of people you never even imagined, and Larry falls into that category as well. We're going to talk a little bit about how this impacted him, because my listening friend, the abortion issue is not a one-gender issue, and so there are a lot of people on the other side of the gender that have experienced these things, too, and they likewise need healing. Now, while Larry has done color commentary for us in the first portions, uh, Anita, I'm sure that you will do color commentary on behalf of Larry. Larry, are you game for this? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, my fish. this is going to blow you away when Anita and Larry and Kaz come right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on k praise. Well, welcome back to the second hour of the
1: two-hour broadcast for Come Together San Diego and a very engaging topic indeed. We're talking about the healing of trauma tied to abortion. And abortion is an issue that affects a lot of different people, not only the lady, the female, but also the man and also the people that surround them uh, and also others that are affected one way or another, to say nothing of the child himself or herself. So we're delving into this entire broadcast to talk about the healing and in particular about the female and the male that have been involved in abortion. And let me just say this kind of as a side note. That a lot of people right now in these challenging times, they feel that God is going to be bringing back a supernatural salvation where people are receiving the Lord all over the world like never before. That time is due. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the messages that this salve- salvation message is going to bear is people that have been involved in uh, the abortion issue coming forth and saying, no need for you to be afraid, God is going to heal you. Can you imagine the number of people that will that will uh, impact Anita and, mm. and Larry, uh, a wow. lot of people? And, and I believe that this is one, you know, a lot of other issues, supernatural healings and supernatural things galore, but this is one of those things that people have hidden swept under the carpet for a long time. And when people are willing to be vulnerable and transparent and show how the Lord impacted them, it's going to draw so many people to the Lord because so many people are suffering the injuries from this one way or another. Wouldn't you say, Anita?
2: I have learned that keeping secrets is exactly a dark place that the enemy will operate in. Yes, yes, yes. So uh,
1: I'm yeah. excited to get into this topic here because when Sean Bowles mentioned uh, the abortion issue and how Anita played a role in that, your name came up as well. <laughs> yes. And, uh, did. And, and she rushes home and tells you the story, and you say, no way, just no way. And then I'm going to let you elaborate on there, Larry Bird. <laughs> yes,
3: yeah, so when she comes home and, and tells me about this uh, prophecy and, and this uh, this word uh, that we're going to be in an in abortion ministry—that was the last thing I wanted to face because we—I had participated in abortion, in with with Anita, in uh, in supporting her decision to do so, and not really even uh, thinking about the consequences of it, yeah—and and realizing that this just brought to realization the the guilt that I was holding all these years because it kind of brought it all—it bubbled up in in that hold, her bringing that home. And I thought the last thing I want to be involved in is, is trying to help other people. because I haven't even dealt with it myself yeah. at that time. Um, and so it was through that process I started, we started talking and opened up discussion between her and I about something that we had kind of buried between us. And I think it was probably something that was, uh, something be, was causing issues between us. Yes. We had never really talked it through um, that we had a, a potential to have a child that we never had. Um, and to this day, we don't have one together. Um, so, I think we we look back and and see that that was a, an opportunity that God gave us that that we uh, we squashed and without really understanding what we were doing yes. and and the guilt that comes with that um, so you know it, it was something that i I had to start dealing with, uh, which was difficult and I'm still working through that
1: and a lot of people a lot of men are as well because yeah. they don 't really get the attention it's it 's the the female that gets the attention yeah. about that, but yeah a lot of uh, uh, Anguished, uh, ridden men as well.
3: Yeah, and that's what we started discovering as, as we started to minister to people in in, uh, in this, uh, with abortion and with our church in, in altar room, uh, bringing people back and, and ministering to them.
1: Now, uh, in your church, you had a place where you could bring people back and minister them about yeah. that, yeah, to them about that topic.
3: Yeah, so we would do altar call and bring people back for different, you know, ask them for prayer if they want to pray for anything, healings, and different things like that. And uh, so I'll tell you one, one story is. As one day we, we had, I had three men at my table and Anita had some women at her table and we, I was about ready to ask them, what do you want prayer for? And, uh, Anita came over over my shoulder and, and told me a word she got from the Lord about pray for abortion. And I'm like, what are you talking about? My. I'm talking to a bunch of men here. They want to talk about addiction. They want to talk about this and that, you know, all the things that they've done wrong. And, uh, she said, well, I, the Lord told me to talk and ask anybody about abortion. So I said, okay, I'll do what I can. And I asked, I, they didn't know what to expect. I asked, "Is anybody here?" One table feel like three. At the three, it was three or four. I think yeah. it was four. It, have any of you dealt or been involved with abortion that you feel that you want to be given forgiven for what you've done? And every one of them held her hand up. Oh my! And that's the moment that I realized, oh my God, this is an issue that's not just affecting women. Obviously, it affects women. We understand that. That's talked about all the time. But what's not talked about is the effect of the men on the men um, of either. Participating in urging for an abortion yes. uh, or trying to stop an abortion and not being successful, or saying nothing, like in my case, just being supportive, mm-hmm. and I'm using finger quotes, supportive of the woman.
1: Well, Larry, I've got to tell you, if I were sitting at that table, yeah. I would have raised my hand as well. Yeah. Um, many people know, but th- 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 this happened. Decades ago, literally for me, when I was just a very young man. Now I'm a very older man. <laughs> uh, long before meeting my wife and being married and things like that, but I was r- responsible for an abortion yeah. as well, uh, my own doing, and other people surrounded me and said, "We'll help." You know, it was. Turns out it was not really help. It was good, basically solving my problem <laughs> for me and the young lady and. You talk about guys carrying this stuff. Thereafter, I became a devout believer in the Lord. And you you asked yourself the question, how do I reconcile an irreconcilable issue, Father? Right. And so here I'm, I'm going to return you back to your table and continue telling your story. But my my listening friend, you may be among them us as well. So pay close yes, attention yes, to what Larry has to thank say. Thanks for Larry.
3: sharing that, Cass. Um, yeah, absolutely. So... Um, so yeah, I, I ministered to them. I didn't really know what to do because this was the first time I had experienced uh, dealing with uh, a prayer for men about this topic but but it's really all just comes down to forgiveness, and I think just the fact of of the confession that they actually put their hands up, I mean it's, uh, most of them were already weeping just by even confessing <laughs> it that they oh, that my. they had this ability to say something to I'm a stranger I was a stranger to all of these guys and uh And for them to be able just to just release that alone was already helping them heal um and then just to be able to ha- to know that God forgives them for what they did and that and that they don't have to be uh, living in the guilt and shame the rest of their lives yes uh was was the healing process so um and through that we've we've just learned over time uh, how to better minister to that that condition and, and through uh prayer model and things like that that, that I we'll talk about later we we've have some tools now we can yes. we can do it. But that was the very beginning of my, my realization that this is an issue that affects men just as well as it does men,
1: Larry, women Larry, would you say, just from your observation of things, that there are a lot of men out there that, you know, uh, I would I would be willing to communicate that if there were others that are willing to communicate it. As you have at the table, all three or four guys are raising <laughs> their hand. Uh, it, it, that tells you something, doesn't
3: it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, if there's, uh, you know, a million Abortions a year. I mean, there's a million men involved in it. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a lot of people out there that are living with what they've done in the past.
1: So give me an, a brief overview. We've got about two more minutes mm-hmm. left in this segment. Nicely done, by the way, Larry. Larry's going, I don't talk about these things very well. And Anita says, come on, honey, you can do that. Just like she whispered in his ear at the table. Amen, Amen <laughs> so, for her. So, Larry, let's say right now uh, you have an opportunity to pray over uh, a lot of men that are listening right now. Uh, to allay some of the anxiety and fear and how God is a healing God. If you have a, like a minute to pray over them, what, what kind of prayer might you pray, Larry Burton?
3: Well, I, <clears throat> the main thing that they need to understand is that God forgives them, that yeah. Jesus took everything on the cross for them, that uh, that there's no guilt and shame, that there's there's voices in their heads that are going to tell them that they're guilty, that they did a terrible thing, and, and, uh, and we did. It we would. did. It, you know, nobody's saying that it's not a sin. That it's not a terrible thing, because these are decisions we make in life, and, and we have our reasons, and never really good reasons. But they're decisions we make at the time. Um, they seem good, um, but they're not. And, uh, and but God understands that and He forgives us for all of those sins. And so
1: uh, a brief prayer that you want to pray over so, these men right now, uh, Larry.
3: Yeah. So, so, Abba, Father, I just yes. I just pray for the men they are listening, that uh, they can be set free, um, one through their confession and their understanding that uh, that Jesus took everything for them at the cross, and uh, that there's no more shame, no more guilt, no more condemnation for what they've done. That uh, they have a new identity in Christ. Um, that's a new, a new mind, a new heart, a new soul. And that everything that's been done in the past is for, is forgiven and forgotten, forgotten, um, in the name of Jesus.
1: My my. Amen. Well, my listening friend. You think uh, you've been stirred in the first few segments of this show. Wait till you hear what Anita has to say, and Larry has some color commentary on in the remaining segments. But here, 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 I'm going to give you a thought about where we're going with this. You know, God is not the God of the dead. He is the God of the living, and resurrection plays a key role. And one of my comforting thoughts is that someday I'm going to see, you know, That child, as well. I'm sure, Larry, you, you as well, and and Anita as well. But and you know, you you think it's all going to be drudgery, drudgery? No, it is not going to be. It's going to be a moment of joy, joy, joy. And I I can tell you, Anita has some stories about this that God stirred in her that are going to blow your mind because (laughs) it's not a death issue. It's a resurrected life issue and those babies are resurrected and the Bible says that those who are alive and remain shall be caught up with those who uh, slept before us and it will be a resurrected life. Can you imagine how joyous that is going to be? We're going to talk about the resurrected life, but how it relates to these aborted (laughs) babies as well. It's going to make you weep with joy when we come right back.
0: More Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor is next on KPraise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the live local show on KPraise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, welcome back, my friend. A very compelling broadcast
1: dealing with the healing of the traumas tied to abortion. And you know, many, many people have experienced this, if not personally, they are among family members or close friends that have experienced it one way or another, and not really knowing exactly how to deal with this. And uh, it is our hope here on this broadcast that we give you some tools, some uh, ways that you can minister this and understand that God is right in the thick of, of uh, bringing healing in the midst of this, not in a general sense only, but specifically to people who have been impacted by this. And on the last segment, we talked a little bit about the resurrection of the dead. You know, that's a topic that people, they, they like to talk about it in the distant, distant future. But the truth of the matter is, if we are where many people feel we are in the timeline of the world, um, God's the, the fullness of the resurrection needs to be uh, prepared for, because we are go- <laughs> going to be experiencing it in many ways soon. And I- I'll tell you something, my, my my listening friend, I've lost dear, dear people just recently in my life. And the things that keeps me going are uh, the fact that there is a true resurrection of the dead. Um, and your, your story that you want to share here really speaks to that. And my listening friend, uh, we've If we've lost people, we know now more than ever before it's closer to the time <laughs> when we're going to be seeing them uh, uh, alive and well than mm-hmm. people can even imagine so take <laughs> hope in that now you've yeah. got a remarkable story dealing with uh resurrection of the dead and things like that Anita Burton why don't you- <laughs> Why' okay. you, you know this has been a kind of somber show right now, but you here we're starting to giggle a little yeah. bit because the truth is being made known to us Anita Burke.
2: Okay. so I want to start this off by reading ephesians one seven in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with his riches of god's glory of grace i I, I emphasize the word riches for a good reason because His grace is rich. So I want to continue this testimony. Um, About three years ago, I went through a period of about two months where I did not sleep. I literally should be dead. Um, I had commitments that I had to do, and I would get five minutes worth of sleep. I was really lucky, I got 45 minutes. Yes. This went on for two months. It was horrible. And towards the end of it, I was at a conference, um, a Randy Clark conference on the East Coast. And I was staying at a little motel, and I was there for about five days. And I got to know the lady and her husband that worked at the little diner in the motel I was staying at. And this woman and her husband were atheists, and she was eight months pregnant. I love to talk to people. When I'm by myself, I'll walk up to tables. I'll just start talking to people. I don't care. Oh, my. And, Sounds
1: like my wife. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm having a good time doing what I always do. And P- she noticed people started getting healed. People were getting set free. And I'm just ordering burgers and having fun. <laughs> and she starts asking me questions every day. She's asking me more questions every day. She's so this is over how, several, days. several days. Yes. About the fifth day, I walked in there and sh- I could tell she had been crying. During this period while I was not sleeping, the Lord told me there will be three babies that come back to life. Say that again. There will be three babies that come back to life. Oh, my. While I was not sleeping, I wasn't concentrating on, on that that yeah. prophecy from the Lord. I, w- I just wanted some sleep. <laughs> yeah. And um, I was like, that's great, Lord. Can I get get some sleep (laughs) now, but it didn't, the impact didn't hit me. So I kind of tucked it away, didn't think really much of it. Um, This woman comes walking into the restaurant and I could see that she's been crying. And I walked up to her and I went, what's wrong with you? And she said, I've been in the hospital for 10 hours. The baby died. And this overwhelming Anger.
1: Now, this is different from the waitress.
2: No, the same this lady. Is, oh, the same saying, lady. Okay. This overwhelming anger. I mean, I was livid that this baby had died because I had gotten to know the baby. You know, right. I was talking to him and, and, um, I just grabbed her hand and I said, "Not today, Satan!" And I said, "Live in the name of Jesus!" And he kicked my hand. Oh,
1: so, so the baby—it wasn't the, the, no, she, had, she, she hadn't had, gone she had through. She had hadn't have the
2: him removed. She, it was, they were going to remove him tomorrow, the next day. Oh my, my, my! So the baby is still in the womb. She had and just, you
1: declared life. Yeah. Unto that baby. I was baby angry. Kicked?
2: I screamed. <laughs> the baby kicked me, <laughs> kicked my hand right off her stomach. <laughs> she jumped back. I jumped back, and I was like, "He just kicked!" Did she? said he did and two days later he was born alive oh my healthy and happy oh
1: my. <laughs> so she came in saying that doctors had discovered that the baby was still would be stillborn yes and all of a sudden you laid hand because god had given you a word my my listening friend you go this uh, this is biblical what's going on right there. This is yes, biblical. Yes. Laying hands on the sick and even those
2: who are dead yes. and they come back to life again. This is the God thing. Yeah. Well, um, well that's actually the second time I've seen somebody come back to life. Oh the other one was a friend over the phone. But that's another story for another time. Uh, um, <laughs> um, I was in shock. She was in shock. Her atheist husband literally manifested when he would come around me and ran away.
1: What is manifesting? manifest
2: He... Mean? Would It wasn't him talking to me. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. That's yeah. the nicest way yeah. I could say it. Um, within two days after their child was born alive, they both became Christians. Oh, yes, yeah. of, course. <laughs> of course. So that was amazing. See,
1: remember what I said at the beginning, I think it was of this segment, that there's going to be a situation that resurrection life is going to play a key role. Yes. And people are 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 going to come to the Lord in droves, literally. Because God is real and the God of resurrection is real. My listening friend, if you're reading the Bible and you go, miracles are for yesterday and the past tense and Jesus's day. Well, Jesus's day is today Mm -hmm. even more than ever before. And, And
2: I'm telling you listeners out there that if you've gone through an abortion and you've participated in one, command back what's been stolen from you. Command back life over others. Life over babies. Get back what belongs to you. Yes.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. And, and, uh, you know, there are different times in Bible. I don't know what the right word to say, but there, there are times where God is training his people and then there are times where he's releasing his people. Right. We've got the the training period is over right now in these times, especially when you look at the news and you realize the stuff that's going on and the evil that's going on. The tra- your training period is over. The training period for knowing that God is going to call you to call other people from death to life and call other people out of their sins and things like that, that's not to be projected into the future. That is NOW now, and it is for you, That's right. continue. We've got about. There two or is three minutes.
2: nothing, nothing more incredible than stomping on the enemy and seeing <laughs> a baby come back yes. to, or oh, anyone yes. come back to life. Oh my! The look on their faces, the look on your own face. I wish I could have taken a picture of my own <laughs> face. But this is what an army means. You're being trained in church, but out there. Y- you have the weapon you are the weapon of the lord that's right and you don't you, you, a lot of
1: times we go well let me talk to my pastor or let me talk to my friend who's much more uh embedded in scripture and things like that no it's y-o-u and it's n-o-w now my friend it is time right. to take the kingdom back we're tired of the enemy uh pushing us around right. we're, we're, we're tired of being the tail it's time for us to be the head it's time not to be on the defense but on the Offense. offense go that's ahead right. we have that's what left. it
2: means that the gates of hell cannot pre- stand yeah! against us <laughs> we can knock down the gates of hell that's right. and, and that's go right. go for it
1: <laughs> now, now you've got the anointing i want you to declare into this for this minute i well, I, d-
2: I just declare a life anointing in every area of of your of your lives and your ministries and and your purpose and your walk in the name of jesus be bold Be courageous. Yes. Speak life. Yes. You have it in the power of your tongue. Yes. God gave it to you. Use it.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Because the promises of God are, yay. Mm. Oh, my goodness. And amen. Amen. My listening friend, you're listening to the show, and many of you listen to KPRZ a lot, and you listen to ministers and things like that, and you go, oh, that's really good, really good. I'm going to put it in my file. No longer have a file. You, you, <laughs> you hear it, and if it's God's Spirit telling it to you through another person, you activate that right that's now. Right. We're going to talk right. more about this because, my listening friend, you are coming into a revelation and a time frame for your ministry that you had not even imagined, and he's going to use some of the things that you were trying to shuffle under the carpet as the spread. Springboard into bringing other people into a level of intimacy with the Lord like never before, and we are going to talk about that when we come <laughs> right back.
0: <laughs> now, more of "Come Together," San Diego, the new live local show on K Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Wow!
1: Wow! 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 We're talking about healing the traumas tied to abortion, and we're talking about the people who have experienced abortion one way or another and uh, how God is healing them. But we're also into uh, the, the time frame where uh, I would call it uh, empowerment. In the last segment, we talked about empowerment. It, it, the time passed, you used to listen to a, a minister, and you go, oh, that's nice, and I'm going to meditate on it for about three or four years. <laughs> and when I get uh, inclined, I'm going to move on it. But the time right now is for o- listening and obeying, obeying quickly, because we are in the times that the Bible has been speaking of. Since you've been reading the Bible, these are those times my friend. And uh, during the commercial break, we were talking about this empowerment. And I really felt it powerfully at the close of the last segment. And uh, uh, Larry says, uh, yeah, that's activation. Why don't you explain (laughs) what activation is? And then we're going to hand it over to Anita and see what she does with it. Uh, Larry.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, activation is really the empowerment of of uh, of people, so what's core to our ministry is not just to he- to to heal people of the traumas, but also teach them how to teach others to, oh, to get over their healing. So we want to pass on, and just like Jesus had with the, his disciples. He empowered them to go do what he was doing. He didn't just teach them so they could know what he was doing. He empowered them to go do that. He yes. activated them. He sent them out with activation. And then he left. And then he left so they, <laughs> they could carry that on. And they were to go out and activate others. Yes. And that's what we're to do too. So as we are healed, we can now take that healing, activate others what um, empower acti- them.
1: De- define define what that means, A- activate. Let's take you talking with another person. What, what, what do you do to... S- is it stirring them up into the, into it's, the word of the Lord?
3: It's, it's, it's them recognizing the freedom that they have and their identity in the Lord and being able to say, now, now I have, i am able to pass this on to somebody else, oh my. pass this on to other people that have s- similar situations that I've been freed from. My, my. Yeah.
1: Anita Burton, uh, activation and empowerment. Yeah. What do these mean to you? But beyond what they mean to you, what do they mean to the people to whom you are speaking?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Activation to me is highly important because the Lord activated me to help others. And as it's a domino effect, we can help more and more and more until we become a major army. And he had me put a prayer model together, a a, a trauma-type prayer model for abortion specifically. And passing that on and teaching people how to use this is something that Larry and I do. So we just want to activate you guys right yes. now. And if you're interested in getting the prayer model, we can send it to you. Just contact our our email. Is that, is oh.
1: that Anita at speakinglifeministry.com? Yes, sir. Okay, Anita at speakinglifeministry.com. Continue, Anita.
2: So uh, what we would like to do with you guys is have you repeat after me. Um, oh, okay. Lord, I come to you with a repentant heart.
1: Oh, Lord. I come to you with a repentant heart.
2: Out of my fear and selfishness, I made a dreadful decision. Out
3: of of my my fear fear and selfishness, selfishness, I made a dreadful dreadful
2: decision. decision.
3: I sinned against you, you, myself
2: myself and my child. 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 By admitting this to you and myself, I am understanding the impact of my mistake.
3: By admitting admitting
1: this this to you you and and myself, myself. I'm understanding, understanding the impact, impact of my, my mistake, decision.
2: but you have given me a promise of forgiveness.
3: But you, but you have given me a promise, promise of, of forgiveness. forgiveness
2: and healing, which I claim today.
3: And, and healing, healing, which I claim today. today.
2: So I give you so this pain.
3: So I give pain, you this pain.
2: This shame. Shame. shame this guilt. This,
3: this guilt. guilt.
2: That I may be restored. That I may be, be restored, restored. To the freedom you paid for. The
3: freedom, to the freedom that you freedom paid for.
2: You in paid the name, for. name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
1: Well, my listening friend, if you've prayed that prayer, you should feel that you're not only emboldened, but you're also in a, a place of empowerment. You're also in a place of activation. And in the last few segments, we're going to explain a little bit more what those things look like, sound like, and are like in your life and the lives of others whom you touch beginning right now. So Anita and Larry Burton and Kaz will be right back. Amen. You know what? I looked at the clock and I said to myself, I got out of that a little bit early, Anita. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We have a little bit more time. Oh, amen. So, you know my listening friend, you know guys who are on the air every once in a while they make a blunder like this, and I have to look over at the engineer. He goes, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and So I look at the clock and I go, "You know what? I'm uh, a little bit before the it's yeah. before it's time, it's kind of like now we we did the 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 piece now it's time for us to verbalize the resurrection of the last right. few minutes
2: <laughs> God restores everything yes, right yes, yes. <laughs> so um." the way that I have people do this apology is that their younger self is going to speak to their older self and they're going to say younger self to older self, forgive me for being selfish and more concerned with how a baby would affect my future. And this is a woman saying this to her older self. Yes. Do you forgive me? Yes. I forgive you. Yes. Yeah. Another one might be, um, For keeping this secret from my family, do you forgive me? For fear of I can't afford a child. And the biggest one I believe in this one is for not living up to my motherly nature of God in me as a protector and a nurturer of the creation of God. Will you forgive me? I pray and hope that you forgive yourself.
1: Oh, my Oh my! And I, I guess when you talk about forgiveness, it, there's a lot of different people involved in this, and so that's the that's the female uh, uh, asking God.
2: Yeah, a, a woman, a younger woman to her older self. So you're actually just saying this to yourself and answering yourself. Wow, yes, wow, I wow. forgive you. Wow!
1: And and so uh, so there's there's one component right there.
2: That's for women, but there's another one for men.
1: Larry, well, why don't you do that?
3: yeah sure um so yeah so for men we do the same thing that uh I, I think it's important that we we approach it from a perspective of a younger man um to himself as, okay. as his older self and right uh, some of the so we put a list of things that apply um we actually had some some men contribute to this it was it's was hard to find men that would that be willing to talk about the situation but we had some and, and so this is some of the things so for instance you would apologize for for not wanting the burden of a child.
0: Yes.
3: Um, will you forgive me? You, you know, you would forgive yourself. Um, another one for not let, for letting. I, I apologize for letting other relationships be more important than a child. Uh, will you forgive me? Another one for. Uh, I apologize for being okay with her decision and therefore not protecting my child. Will you forgive me? Um, I want to apologize for feeling that just being there was enough to show her I care. Um, Will you forgive me? Um, another one, I will ap- apologize for having fear of passing on my own pains to my child. Will you forgive me? Things oh, like that. Yeah. So these are the kind of things you can talk through with with somebody.
1: My listening friend, you know, we, we, when this goes into the podcast and to the archives, I want you to come back and revisit this because if you are a person who has been involved in an abortion, the guy or the gal, um, there are some things that you can do because— You may not even be able to put them into words, but other people who have experienced these things have put them into words, and you're certainly welcome to use these, and uh, you can listen to the show. And and I suspect these are also uh, somewhere involved in your Speaking Life ministry. Yeah dot uh, com. We you know, we, when you were t- we were talking about that in, in the break, you also said an apology from the church. That kind of blew my mind. Explain me a little bit about that. And you gave me a list here, and I will walk through it on behalf of the churches and church leaders. Yeah. So we've got about two minutes left.
2: My spiritual father, Doctor Mike Hutchins, calls it post traumatic church syndrome, oh my. where we have been hurt by the church, and many of us women have been hurt by the church. If we ever even had an abortion, we're still looked and frowned upon um, differently, and we've been hurt by the church. So we don't go to our leaders and say, hey, I need to be set free from this.
1: Oh, my. Yeah, because, you know, and, and some of the fear is valid.
2: hmm Yep.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to read through this, my listening friend. If you are a member of a church or church leadership, this is something you may want to pay close attention to. We're coming up to the close of this segment, but this is a good way to ch- to transition into the commercial break and out of it into our summary segment. I never thought about the church needing to apologize, but in, in some, some of it may be simply that I, I need to apologize as a church member for giving the illusion that uh, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do these things, but giving the illusion or uh, making a person concerned about coming to me or having the freedom to come to me. But let me give you the, a few of this list before the commercial break. Lord, as a church leader or a church uh, head of the church in one way or another, or a person even involved in the church that other people may come to, please forgive me for uh, even communicating the fear of excommunication, whether it's even in a look or a, a previous comments or something like that. Forgive me for that. Forgive me for uh, the fear of making these people feel unworthy to be here because they have to be holy to come to church. No, you come to church because you aren't holy, and God cleanses you from there. And forgive us for looking down on these people and for not spiritually supporting them or even making it them aware from the pulpit periodically as opportunities arise. You know, you could be going through these things. You are not disallowed from this church. In fact, this church was built Y-O-U, and the feelings of rage that I may project against these people, or the fear of being judged, all these different things, whether we say that, or we imply that, or our countenance suggests that. Lord, we repent. My, my church leadership friends, this is something for us to pay close attention to. It's time for us to take a commercial ba- uh, break, and Anita... Uh, you and Larry, we're, we're all going to summarize this last segment and all the loose strings that might be out there. <laughs> we're going to attempt to tie them together when we come right back.
0: This is Come Together San Diego, the live local show on k More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor on k Welcome back, my friends. You
1: know, this is a, one of the quickest two hour broadcasts live, I think, that I've ever had a chance to be involved in because oh, the topics are so burgeoning with information and anointing that it's hard to get. What, we spend almost two hours? Are you kidding me? Know, yes, right? indeed. <laughs> this topic, I mean, is tr- tr- tremendous. It's dealing with the healing, the traumas of abortion. And I'm so honored to have Anita and Larry Burton, Christian ministers, actually tied to biblical healing in many ways. This particular topic is one of the frequent topics that they embrace, and I'll tell you what Anita and Larry, uh, I've been in a very godly, goodly way overwhelmed by this broadcast. It's really rent my heart in, in, in many, in many ways. Now you have some things right now. It's time to bring closure into some of these things, and you have a couple uh, approaches that you have learned in your. Uh, ministering of this topic uh, on how that happens. And you had some things dealing with uh, self declaration, you know, you know, it talks about, we we say, you, would you mind praying for me and healing me? Would you mind? And the truth of the matter is part of the healing actually comes from the self conviction that you need to do some things yourself, not just let others to kind of come alongside of you. Part of it is your own self declaration. So explain that and lay it on us. And then Larry has some things he's going to share to close the broadcast.
2: Well, I've learned some um, prayer models, de- declarative yes. prayer models from Dr. Mike Hutchings, and they're very powerful, and I would like to share them with you. Do it, do it, do it. And have you all repeat. Oh, good. Um, and you're going to do your own deliverance here, and, and you, this is between you and the Lord for your freedom. So. And uh,
1: I, last time Larry and I spoke in, but this time uh, we're not going to speak into this. We're going to allow you okay. to do this yourself. Okay. Go ahead, Anita.
2: I want to hear you guys out there. <laughs> okay, so declare over yourself and repeat after me. In the name of Jesus, I repent of this sin of abortion. And I am no longer in agreement with its lies, the lies of the enemy. I choose and purpose to break off shame for what I've done and what I haven't done, for guilt what I've done, what I haven't done, for condemnation, for the memories to be broken off. I break off the trauma spirit that has attacked my life in the name of Jesus. I break off the, the grief. I break off the spirit of murder, and I break off any spirit of deaf and dumb. I thank you, Lord, for your truth and your comfort for mending my soul and my broken heart. And I speak healing over my body, my mind, and my spirit. I declare my true identity as a royal son or daughter of a loving father in the name of Jesus. I'm going to tell you one thing, that is hard for me to say, but I have learned from Jesus and one of the lessons he's taught me that helped heal me and the three babies that I had an abortion. Jesus said to me one day, It's not fun going through eternity without a name. And I went, What? And he said, Your babies have no name, they need to be named. Mm. It's time to name your children so they're not nameless. I bless you with that.
1: Oh, my, my, my. And one of the phrases really struck me when you were declaring those things as self-declarations. It was, mending my soul and my broken heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, my listening friend, I pray that God mends your soul and your broken heart in the midst of these things. Because it is God's purpose to use what the enemy meant for evil, for good. And when people begin to see, you know, the, the, the declarations that you give to the Lord and the, uh, the, the, you know, making a stand for things that, that that seem to be secret, and they see how you're flourishing because of God's blessings upon you in the midst of that, that's going to bring so many other people to set them free as well. And this world is going to change. A lot of it having to do with Y-O-U and your obedience. Mm-hmm. So, Larry, you have some prayers tied to blessing. Would you share? And you can extrapolate on them as well. We've got about four minutes okay. left in the show.
3: Yeah, so um, we'd like to finish up with uh, with some blessings for yes. everybody after, after they've gone through this this uh, um, declaring and this uh, uh, yeah, so, the, the cleansing yeah. of all their guilt and shame. So we want to leave them with blessings. So I want to do that right now. And what we do is uh, is just everybody out there just sit back, take a deep breath, and, and receive. This is the time to receive. This is the time for, for God to restore everything that's been stolen um, and, and taken from you. So um, I'm just going to say these blessings and just say yes in your minds. Um, so right now I want to bless you all that's listening right now with freedom from guilt. Do you receive that? I want to bless you with a desire to stand in the gap for the lives of other children that are born or unborn. Will you receive that blessing? I want to bless you with joy, peace, and comfort. Will you receive that blessing? I want to bless you with happy and healthy children going forward. Will you receive that? I want to bless you with a clear view of your identity, who you are meant to be in the eyes of Jesus and God. Will you receive that? I want to bless you with your emotions and relationships with your, with, with your spouse, with others, and God. To have all your relationships restored, will you receive that? I want to bless you with sweet in, in uninterrupted sleep. Oh, my. Will you receive that? Oh, my. Say that <laughs> one again because yeah. I know of people that have
1: had uh, a very interrupted sleep, yes. and this is time for that sleep.
3: Yeah, so I bless you again with sweet and uninterrupted sleep. Oh, my. In the name of Jesus. I bless you with, with provision and strength and wisdom uh, in the eyes of God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then lastly, I just want to bless you with the freedom in Jesus Christ Oh my. Will you receive that. Amen. Mary,
1: I need a person. My listening friend, I, I hope <laughs> you realize that you have been given a dose of grace and freedom and mercy and empowerment that perhaps you've never even experienced before. And it's an opportunity for God to intervene in your life like you've never even, you could have never even imagined. And it's time for him to do that with you. He's been wanting to do it all along, but your soil was not ready. My friend, I believe he has softened your soil today. And you and I, we have an opportunity to go places we've never gone before. You know, this is time, you know, the, we talk about resurrect and resurrection and resurrected life. the The time when Jesus was resurrected from the dead... And he spent 40 days ministering to them, and then uh, all of a sudden he's carried up. And uh, the disciples had to realize that this resurrection life was the life that they were called upon to live as well. My listening friend, we're in a new time frame in God's provision right now. It's not living in the past and ministering like we did in the past. This is the time for uh, God activating us to live For the now, because now is the time where other people really, 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 really need to hear the good news, and I will say the God news. And God really wants us to be able to declare, you know what, there is a soon coming kingdom, and you and I, my friend, have an opportunity to set the pace for this. So, Anita, thank you, Anita Burton, Larry Burton, and the name of your ministry again.
2: Anita, at uh, speaking life ministry,
1: speaking life ministries, ministry.com. Yeah, com. So you go there and find out what's going on there. My listening friend, I tell you, it has been so, <laughs> such a do- joy to share with you. And I sense right now there are people with smiles growing on their faces that, that 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 anxiety and the burden that they've had has been released. And it hasn't been released by Anita or Larry or Kaz. It has been released by God through his Holy Spirit to you right now. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what are you going to do with it? Go out and impact other people as you are activated in the Holy Spirit. What a great joy to spend time with you on Come Together San Diego. Larry Anita Burton, thank you. Thank you. 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 And my listening friend, thank you.
0: Bye.